Hello, my friends. Andy and Eddie can be live from your Belinda, California. <laughs> How you, doing? At, you look at me like so happy that I just settled in on your Belinda. <laughs> <laughs> the home of Placentia, your Belinda School District. Yeah, we're shaking things up around here. <laughs> How fun was that interview today? I thought it was fun. Uh, reaching out, yeah. reaching out. Uh, can't that? What are the words? <laughs> it's a Neil Diamond song. Um, but um, yeah, to have a what we would consider the opposition in our home, um, I think that's a divine appointment. Absolutely. Of some sort. Building bridges of understanding, yeah. making peace, reconciling. So, so if you don't know what I'm talking about, I had a, a, an interview on the California Parent Alliance podcast today where we brought a, a parent from the what would seem the other side, but it, it really is clear that she's not that far on the other side. It's, whether she knew it or not, she had one foot on, on the on the other side. Well, I but, think uh, it's just Leah. We're talking about Leah Davis. I I think the best way to describe it, so it's not like oh, they're not on there. She's not on her side or our side. Is that there's this vast middle that all of us women mm. that we intersect. And it's that middle where we can meet and find understanding and compassion for one another. And I think that we just, we all just end up, you know, gravitating to the extreme and miss all of the wonderful ways in which we can connect in the middle. Right. Uh, at, uh, towards the end of our broadcast, I'd like to, after we cover the devotional that we are reading from Smith Wigglesworth today, uh, is um, she brought up, I'm not sure if you were watching or listening, when she said, you know, your wife talked about having all yes. Christians on the board. I want to talk about that. Sure. A little bit later. All right. So go to resurrectministry.com. That's where you'll find um, our uh, work with the Christian podcast and uh, His Glory, who just got banned from Twitter. <laughs> the whole Crazy. channel. The whole channel got banned from Twitter. Crazy. But Pastor David, in his infinite wisdom, has been planning this for years yeah. that's why he's built an entirely independent website channel yeah. shows everything that's social media independent you call it a parallel economy yes where you're, you're not uh, affected by someone else's tool yes like the servers at amazon and that kind of stuff that you exactly have to build your own stuff all right so go to resurrect mystery ministry where you'll find all of our our shows and channels that we're on and uh, i think you really enjoy it and if you have any questions email us and Hetty will answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, if they ask you a question, I'm going to send it to you. I'll answer too. <laughs> All right, let's read Smith Wigglesworth's devotional for uh, April 19th. It's entitled, On the Way to Heaven. Such we're, good things to think about, folks. We're on the way. This is, amen, we are. I remember very One vividly the day that I realized and was told that uh, once you believe, once you uh, have your faith, and have dedicated your life to uh, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and accepted him into our body, that that's the moment, that's the moment that we, we now move into eternity. Amen. That it, that it starts the now. resurrected body. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. That was a great day that I discovered that after 25 years. Was it in one of the devotionals we were reading? No, uh, uh, Jack. Oh. In one of the messages back at way We back went through some devotionals ago. that were telling us that too. Do you remember? We, there were very profound devotionals mm -hmm. that he was running through how we live in the resurrected body it's not yeah. something we get in the future we actually have it now yeah but we have to walk it out it might have been oswald chambers oh maybe i'm pretty sure that was 
All right, April 19th, though, with Smith Wigglesworth devotional. Um, and there, the uh, reference is Revelation 21.2, which says, I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. What a thought. Mm-hmm. And it's a perfect way of putting it. The scripture reading is Revelation 21.4 and 10 through 27. Smith says, we long for that eternal day when all are holy, all are good, all are washed in Jesus' blood, but guilty, unrenewed sinners cannot come there. There is no sickness in heaven. There is no death in heaven. They have never had a funeral in that land. They have never known what it means to ring the death toll or to have the drum muffled. Never once has anyone died there. There is no death. There is no sickness, no sorrow. Will you go there? Are you getting ready for it? Remember this. You were created by the power of God for one purpose in particular. God had no thought in creation but to bring forth through mortality a natural order so that you might be quickened in the spirit, be received into glory, and worship God in a way that the angels never could. But in order for that to be, He has brought us through the flesh and quickened us by the Spirit so that we may know the love, the grace, the power, and all the perfect will of God. He is a wonderful God. His intelligence, his superabundance in the revelation, his power to keep everything in perfect order, the sun in all its glory shining so majestically on the earth today is the mighty power of our glorious God who can make a new heaven and a new earth in which righteousness will dwell. There, where no sign, no, excuse me, where no sin will ever darken the place, where the glory of the celestial place will be wonderful. This city, figurative, but not exactly figurative, for it is a luminous fact, will surely exist, and we cannot miss it. It will be a city greater than any city ever known, with millions, billions, trillions, all ready for the marriage of the Lamb and his bride. It will be a great city. Architecture, domes, pinnacles, cornices, foundations, and the whole city will be made up of saints coming to a marriage. Oh, the glory of it. I'll be there. I'll be one of the inhabitants. I do not know what part, but it will be glorious to be in it anyhow. All these billions of people will have come through tribulation, distress, brokenness of spirit, hard times, strange perplexities, Weariness and all kinds of conditions in the earth. They will be quickened and made like him to reign with him forever and ever. What a thought God had when he was forming creation and making it so that we could bring forth sons and daughters in the natural who were quickened by the spirit in the supernatural and received up to glory to be made ready for a marriage. May God reveal to us our position in this glory, in this Holy Spirit order so that we may see how wonderful it is that the Lord has his mind upon us. I want you to see security, absolute security, where there will be no shaking, no trembling, no fear, absolute soundness in every way, knowing that as sure as the celestial city is formed, you are going to that city. Salvation takes us to glory. New life is resurrection. New life is ascension. And this new life in God has no place for its feet anywhere between here and glory. The Spirit of the Lord is with us, with us, revealing the word. He does not bring eternal life to us, for we have that already. 
we and we believe and are in the, this place because of the eternal life. But he brings to us a process of this eternal life, showing us that it puts everything else to death. Eternal life came to us when we believed, but the process of eternal life can begin today, making us know that now we are sons of God. Thought for today, God's son became the bread of life. And as we eat of this bread, we live forever. Wow. So I was thinking today, as I said before we went on, that um, I caught this Facebook story of Pastor Jack saying, uh, how do you know you're a believer? Well, do you long for heaven? And are you longing for heaven today? And I just thought to myself, wow, I don't really think of heaven that often. And reading this, I realized that it is... And then you, when I first started, when you first started reading, I was thinking to myself, like, why does God make us go through this? <laughs> like, this is such a fleeting moment. And then we spend an eternity in heaven. But if you think about it, were he to have just zapped us up, um, we wouldn't be billions of people with broken spirits and tribulation and weariness. Like, we wouldn't understand the goodness of God without having lived this life. Mm -hmm. You know, we would have we would have taken it for granted, like Adam and Eve, who just were like, "Oh, this is great, but that piece of fruit looks good." I, like, you, we can't understand that, right? Like, how could you have given up? Because we've seen tragedy and we've seen misery and we live it, and so to us that seems unfathomable. But that's why he walks us through that in this life, hmm. is so that when we get there, we appreciate it. And I love the way. Wigglesworth says, salvation, we have in an instant, but the process of coming to the eternity is what God's trying to reveal to us. And I think that that's, uh, that's exactly it, is how do we uh, walk that out every single day to feel God's glory and God's power and how it can transform us and transform the lives around us and uh, just bring light into darkness. Hmm. And when we realize that that's the ultimate goal of bringing that light, that just a glimmer of that light and that glory onto the earth, then everything else almost seems is, is insignificant. Everything else we seek to accomplish becomes insignificant. Hmm. I'm glad you went that direction because that was the one thing I was thinking when I was reading it the second time in particular, that... Yeah, it's there. Why can't we just go there? I mean, what? Why? That's my first thought. <laughs> why all this? But I'm so glad because I, that I would have just been stuck in that thought because I really didn't have any other thought. Like, why is it that uh, we have to do this? We wouldn't appreciate it. It's only by being those broken, spirited, weary, mm. tired people that we could appreciate that glory. Hmm. Yeah. And Dixie says here that she's, uh, calm me down, y'all. I'm trying not to barge in with anger. Oh. I wonder what's going on. Then she said, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you, Eddie. <laughs> I hope I, I, my little, my little introduction there was to remind you of life everlasting. And I, I was going, me and Andy are packing to move and I have a lot of my father's old stuff 
here and I realize this amazing life lived is now in three boxes. And it really made me sad because I literally um, could relive his entire life in these three boxes from his birth certificate, his military service, his transfer here to the United States, his visa, um, a bunch of medical papers, a couple of things that he saved and collected and bills and life insurance. And you know what I mean? And I just think to myself, like, of course, my overwhelming thought is that I hope he has met the Lord and is in uh, paradise. But you just think of this devotional and you're like, I, I need to keep my eyes on eternity because this, all of us, our lives are going to be summarized in a couple of boxes. You know, that's a good, that's a good point about your dad. <laughs> that, um, although I, I didn't know him that long, a couple of years, a year and a half or so, maybe, maybe two years, um, that I saw this wonderful man that loved you so much, that loved his family, loved his wife, uh, yes. your mom so much. And then again, I, and I know I've, re, I've visited this before, but at the service where men mostly came up and a few women came up and talked about how he touched their lives in whatever way it was, whether it was a, a young doctor who went through a course that he taught and then was mentored by your dad. And he would not, he clearly said, I would not be the success that I am today if it wasn't for your dad. And that, that story could be repeated. We, we saw it at the grave. We saw it at the, at the service at the uh, Islamic Center. And you just want to believe, I just want to believe that although he was Muslim, that God saw that, all that your dad had done. And I know that we have this faith that where we are very strong in this faith, and we understand what it says in the Bible. But I, it's just like, wow, I just, I also want to believe that there's these people that are so good that are in these other faiths, well, like that are Mormons or that are, you know, but they just chose the wrong, they're the, they're the people that God wants, but they just chose the wrong faith to follow. Well, and I, I love the way Pastor Jacks answered this question mm -hmm. because people who've, you know, come to him pleading and is on my, I think my father's in hell or my parents are in hell. And he's like, don't damn anybody to hell. You don't know mm -hmm. what happened in those last moments. You don't know if God revealed himself. And I had a chance to witness to him quite a bit when he was in the hospital before he passed. And he had very clear, um, reasons why because of my mother that he didn't want to publicly profess his faith but I don't know what happened at the last moment you know what I mean and so I just like to believe that just like the thief on the cross the Lord will be there for good people hmm. you know and will be accept me he'll be there to take their hand you know who knows but at least for us <laughs> long we should have our eyes on heaven because this life is just nothing but misery and and not only have our our eyes on heaven but think about consciously what could we be contributing i was i was really sad about going through these boxes tonight and i just i just sat on the bed and i was like lord i just want to feel 
loved by you and have the ability to show that love to people around me. Mm-hmm. And I called our friend Stacy, who had just had that issue with her her sister. And I just like, I just wanted to love on her. You know, mm-hmm. I was just, how you doing? I love you. I hope everything's okay. You know, and just realizing that that's the legacy we leave. And I thought to myself, okay, when my daughter goes through these boxes, what is she going to say? You know, like what, what are her three boxes going to be like, Oh, wow. My mom was, my mom loved Jesus. And, you know, she was happy and she loved me unconditionally. You know what I mean? Like what, what are our children going to say about us? And say, cool. You have a picture with president Trump. Oh God! I hope that's not. <laughs> that's that's what I'm gonna say. Wow, that's my favorite picture. I put that one right where I can see it every day. <laughs> my wife was arm in arms with uh, President Trump. <laughs> oh goodness! And nearly the same height. <laughs> um, you know what? I, I I don't have much to say about. I don't even know why why this is a focus of mine over these last couple of days, but really. Um, and this has nothing to do with what we were just talking about. So I'm sorry. No problem. But uh, when we read, all are washed in Jesus' blood. And for some reason, that has really kind of hit me differently, thinking of being washed clean by the blood of Jesus. I love it. Um, that, what a concept. What a, what a thought. Like in most cases, I mean, being a police officer and being around a lot of blood, you know, it's, it's like one thing you can't wait to get off of you. Right? And you can smell the copper because of the, there's the metal, the copper metal smell is very uh, uh, pungent uh, when there's a lot of loss of blood. And in most cases, we look at it with, with like, ooh, like get it off of me, like clean it off of me. But then we think of Jesus' blood, like, oh my gosh, it's light. It's light. It is it is our life. It is our, our, it is the thing that is used to wash us clean of our sins. And I don't know why today it just seems like with this devotional after the Easter holidays, after taking communion and having this discussion we had before, that it's just that, that this is the symbol to us is the thing in other cases would be repelling and not invited onto my body that <laughs> With Jesus' blood, it is He is that. It is that amazing. It is that love of God that He used something like that to wash us clean. That's the symbol. Literally, the exact visualization that I got when I was lying there, like trying to talk to God, is that um, wash me white with Your blood, and just feeling that that blood curse through my body like light. And that how blood turns light into our, in our bodies and makes us white. Wow. Illuminates us from that light, from that blood. Hmm. It's, a, it's such a majestic concept. Uh, Dixie says, I forget to imagine heaven. Don't we all? I, I Don't know. we all, Dixie? <laughs> so true. She says her dad uh, was a Mason and refused all Christianity. And then she says, oh, sorry. It's really difficult for me to imagine my dad in heaven because he rejected God so hard. We could hope, we could pray that you never know that what happened at the last moment. Hmm. I'm sorry, Dixie, that it hurts because that's, 
it, it's something that I, I struggled with a lot right after my father died. And, and I prayed about it and the Lord's like, you know, this is in my hands, laid at my feet. And I laid it at his feet. I had to let it go. Thinking about friends of mine that I worked with at the police department, that uh, and, and, and I just lost another friend just yesterday, uh, uh, who I worked with when I drove uh, tour buses. And you know, it, now more than ever, I've never really thought much about it before. Oh, they died. Never go to their funeral, and you know, rest in peace. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, I, now I even now go back. If, if a thought comes up, I go, oh, I remember that person uh, and remember them fondly and remember them as, as really great people. But um, you always hope that, you know, that they knew Jesus Christ. Well, and that's why, again, it's so important to mm -hmm. share our faith with people because then we have the example of your other friend who we, for sure, you had a, a big role that, who knew she was going to pass away in a month? And no she clue. got much closer to Christ before she passed. It was mm -hmm. beautiful. Uh, I think she had. Yeah, she was on our show a lot. And yes, and, and, gosh, yes. I hope. I hope I oh, hope for so. sure. Oh, for sure. We I, began to have lunch with her together and 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 shared stories. And oh, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, we. Who would have known? Yeah. that that was so important. Um, we just had lunch with her. And it was a couple of days later, I got a message from her mom that she had passed. Yeah. Just suddenly. So share the gospel, folks. Yeah. That's so again, goes back to why this life is so fleeting that all we should have our focus on is just how do I give light to the world? How do I give joy to the world? And mm. it was funny because I was at the bank today. And so now I'm, I'm just trying to make a conscious effort to just say Jesus everywhere I go. And so Hassan was like, did you celebrate Easter? And he was, and he says, yeah, I did. And I was like, oh, so you believe her? And then we got his own con and he had this very goofy idea about uh, the pizza delivery man. I, it was really, it was really kind of goofy. And I, and I tried to, and I just was trying to listen to the Lord for like where I can uh, interject. And, and God was just like, it's okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Just, just leave it, just leave them yeah. with, you know, believe in Jesus. It's a personal relationship. You know, like I, I wasn't, I wasn't compelled to do a whole apologetics and know Jesus is the way, the truth and life. You know, I was just like, remember, it's all about Jesus. Let's have a personal relationship with Jesus. And you can transition to say, you, you know, have you ever heard of somebody seeing Jesus in their food in a pizza? Well, he was saying, that I can't believe, kind of like what she just said, I can't believe that there are good people that may be Buddhists or Muslims and God's going to send them all to hell. It's a, it's a, it's a textbook response, yeah. you know? And, and I'm just like, well, it's a conscious choice to choose life. And Jesus offers that opportunity to everyone. He's like, well, what about the Eskimos? And I was like, well, there is a judgment to the gospel reaches everyone. And there is, a judgment reserved for people who never heard the gospel. Mm. But he was this. My, uh, my uh, opposite argument with that is like, you mean the people that I arrested are going to be in heaven with me? <laughs> that cannot be. How could these people be in heaven? They're such bad people. Uh, and I'm so fantastic. I was just going to say, <laughs> it's funny. Dixie says, 
I was my dad's caretaker while he was headed out. He didn't want to hear anything about the gospel. He said before then that it was a simple faith for simple minds. <laughs> mm. Darn. Yeah, you never know what happens in the last moments, Dixie. Really, <laughs> that's seems that's a far. It, it seems a far distance from where he was, but you just never know when it comes down to that point where you know you know what's coming. Your yeah. dad knew what's coming. Absolutely. And you think he's thinking maybe at that time, like Lydia might be onto something here. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> or Dixie I, might be onto something. No, they have a divine encounter. Mm. Forget our words. The Lord comes and and provides a divine encounter that we aren't capable of knowing what that was. Mm. How could we say? Yeah. I don't know. Let's, uh, I want to get to this question that our guest, that my guest had on earlier today um, about Can having Christians. about the new earth and the heaven yeah. first? Yeah. Okay. But I definitely want to get to this first. So we have our and scripture we, reading. And then we put the banner up so everybody knows yeah. what we're I can do that right yeah, now. Look at this. Look at this fancy thing we're doing right now. Yeah, look at that. This is the <laughs> scripture reading for today. Yes. And this is John in the book of Revelation. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. And he carried me in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like a precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Also, she had a great and high wall with 12 gates and 12 angels at the gates and names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. So descriptive God is. Now the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city, its gates, and its wall. The city is laid out as a square. Its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. Its length, breadth, and height are equal. Then he measured its wall, 144 cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, an angel. The construction of the wall was of jasper, and the city was pure gold, like clear glass. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third chalcedony, the fourth emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh crystallite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysophis, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each individual gate was one pearl. And the city was like pure gold, like transparent glass. But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city has no need of the sun or moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light. And the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light, and the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. Its gate shall not be shut at all by day. There shall be no night. And there shall be glory and honor of the nations into it. But there shall be no means into it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Right there, folks. I didn't read that before I chose this background or the, the graphic. Well, let me let me show you what that looks like. It's kind of an interesting little shot there, that gate. Yes. Um, and just meditate on that. Yeah. The, the, what, 
what this looks like. And I was telling Andy, I, I find it fascinating. I, I read this passage before, but I didn't realize how many stones are mentioned. So we started to look up some of the stones, the barrel and the chrysopheth, and, and they're believed in Roman and Greek mythology to have these healing properties. I have not studied uh, Christian theology about this. I know we're not supposed to believe in crystals and all the rest of the new agey weirdo stuff, but it's just interesting that God mentions these stones in particular, and it just makes you ponder why. Why are these stones mentioned? Why are these stones associated from thousands of years with certain curative properties? And these are the stones that God mentions. Oh, wow. Something to think about. Yes. Look at you. That's very interesting. Sandy V says, scripture scrolling. Thank you. <laughs> yes, that was Sandy's recommendation. She wanted the passages. <laughs> so you are most welcome, Sandy. Sandy I hope v. you're well. And Sandy, we signed a lease yesterday. Yes. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you. Um, so interesting that uh, I, I have so many people that want to know how not to watch these shows and my other show with the Cal uh, California uh, Parent Alliance, um, not on Facebook. I got so many messages. Uh, people like, is, do you have something that we can watch other than on Facebook? That's so, so I have people watching on Rumble. We have people watching on YouTube, YouTube and uh, even some people watching on Twitch and Twitter. But uh, We'll be banned from Twitter pretty soon, unless uh, Elon Musk buys Twitter. There you go. But she's making a big move, and they're trying everything they can to block it from happening. That's exciting. I voted. I have an Amazon stock that my dad had left, uh -huh. and so we got a proxy to vote. So I voted against – what's the guy's name? <laughs> I got to <laughs> Dorsey. Dorsey. Yes. Yes. Oh, good. I got to vote against. <laughs> I, put, I made my contribution. Very good. <laughs> Joseph said he appreciates us. Thank you, Joseph. How awesome is that? That's Thank you so kind. much. We appreciate that. Um, so I want to get to a question that came up in yes. uh, the wow. interview I did with uh, Leah. I definitely wanted to talk Davis, about who that. is a not particularly re religious. We call her a, a priester. At least that's what Jax calls them at the Calvary Chapel, which is somebody that goes to church on Christmas and Easter. Yes. And so they're, they're priests. Christer Christians. There you go. Um, and, and then there's some things that go against what we believe. And I'm not going to get into that's for her to share and that kind of stuff. But uh, um, one of the things she asked me a question. This is yes. my show. And she's asking me a question. I almost said, this is, you, you <laughs> this is my show. You're not allowed to ask me a question. <laughs> but she said, your wife um, <laughs> Made a mentioned post. in a post that you were excited that the possibility of us having five Christians on the school board was exciting. Yes. And she asked me, what, is, what does she mean by that? That's kind of, that's kind of scary. So at her, it was scary. That broke my heart. Yeah. It broke uh, my heart for a number of reasons. And I'll tell you why. One, that the thought of us being all Christians is scary to anybody. Mm -hmm. Like what kind of representation of Jesus have we given to people that that would be um, alarming to them? And most importantly is, I just love the way Secretary Pompeo said it, is that he's like, we need to be able to show the world that this is what Jesus, this is what followers of Jesus want for you. We want liberty for you. We want respect for you. We want your kids to be loved. We want your kids surrounded in a healthy environment. We want them taught good things. We want them to be successful. We want brown kids, yellow kids, black kids, and white kids all to feel loved, accepted, and 
and successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's, it's weird to me because especially we're a multiracial couple and my daughter, I've very publicly said in my last article, struggles with gender dysphoria, like rapid onset gender dysphoria. Thank God she's doing a lot better. Struggles with same sex attractions. Um, and I am through this very painful experience walking, we are walking through this with her, loving her, telling her that Jesus wants a better life for her, you know, reminding her constantly that God has made man and woman and this is your future and this is what's going to be the greatest outcome for you. And I would never purposely want to hurt a trans, a child that thought they were trans or a, you know, a kid struggling with same sex attractions or a black kid or an underprivileged kid. Like it, it hurts me that people would think that that's, that we hate people. Mm -hmm. Like why do people associate Christ followers with hate? It's Mm -hmm. the antithesis of who he was. Because I know that that's what, what hurts that by, by saying that they know that it's number one, that's not true. But they don't know it's not true. I think they do. They don't. Hmm. A lot of people, she was genuine. She was genuine that she was alarmed that that would mean that we would. Well, and I mean, let's be fair. There are a lot of, you know, extreme Christian groups that advocate, you know, violence. Mm -hmm. They're not what we would consider true Christ followers, but they use the name of Jesus. I mean, there's extremists in all faiths of people that abuse the name of religion and of God to do bad things. But I'm just hoping with five Christians at the board, we would do the exact opposite, that we would show them fruit of the spirit, kindness, compassion, forbearance, self-control, most of all love. Yeah. Well, when she asked me the questions, I wanted to, Hedia, she wants to ask you a question. Um, but um, I just went to the basics of what our country has been founded on. And it's the same faith-based, you know, God-centered um, constitution um, of what this whole country has been based off of, of, of treating men equally. We didn't start off that great. We didn't, but that's, that, was the, that was the hope of this country. Right. And, and continually work towards abolition uh, to end slavery. Right. Uh, we had white uh, Southerners, in, in many cases, fighting against white Northerners for the freedom of, of, of slaves, the other way around, Northerners and Southerners. But um, I, I just wanted to bring that up to her, so I hope it, it, I answered it okay, because I, I wanted her to know that this country, although based on, the, on biblical values, still has Muslims and Buddhists and atheists. Right. And, and religious the, the, freedom. And, religious and freedom. quite frankly, what people understand that the... In true biblical doctrine, being saved is a, is is an election. Yes. It's God's divine election. Yes. So we don't have compulsion in Christianity. We are not meant to force people to come to Christ. Yes. It has to be a voluntary choice that we believe actually has been preordained. Right. So it's not even something that we would, we are to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth and make sure everybody's heard the gospel but we are not the ones that save. Right. So it's, it's just what does, a, um, what does a group of Christ followers do when they have control over a school board? I, I am praying we have an opportunity to demonstrate that that is a beautiful thing. 
it is nothing to be afraid of. Mm. Yes, I, and I agree. And that's hopefully what I conveyed to her. She said that she was happy with my answer. Yes. <laughs> so, and I just, I think we just want morals and we want uh, love and we want uh, rules and law and order to a certain extent where, you know, these things can be addressed that they're trying to change curriculum for is better handled in rules. Yeah. And, and I wonder if that came across, like, I, I totally got what you were saying. And I was, I was hoping that she got that too, is that what you were saying is, is that we have these kids that are struggling with specific issues, but that doesn't require us to change an entire curriculum that then becomes an indoctrination against the kids that are not suffering from those issues. Right. So we're not denying that there are kids that are suffering. Right. It's just that we don't change an entire curriculum to indoctrinate the rest of the 98 percentile of kids or 99 percentile of kids yeah. to start thinking like they are actually one of the kids. And actually, I, I firmly believe that's what my daughter, that's what happened to my daughter, mm -hmm. is she was told so many times there are multiple genders, you know, on scrolling on social media for an entire year while she was locked in her house because she had no siblings, um, that, wow, the world is open to you. You could be anything. You actually may not be the thing you were born. Like, wait, what? I may not be the thing. I may not be the gender I was born. Like, oh, okay. So what, is, what does that mean for me? But you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of saying, wait a minute, what kind of trauma are you suffering from? What are the emotional issues you're dealing with? we instead started to push, you know, the society is pushing an agenda that's just breaking our children. Mm -hmm. And it's on purpose. Yeah, and then in turn, we can love those children that are in trouble and, and do our very best to help them. Right. Just like you did, you continued to love your daughter. You didn't shun your daughter. You didn't show her out the door. You didn't send her to her father's house, which would have been literally impossible for the most part. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. you, I mean, that's what they believe we, we, that, that we, we, would, we would do. When, when, in fact, it was the opposite. You drew your daughter closer. You prayed over her. You um, told her how much you loved her and that you loved her so much that you wanted to help her through this process for her to, um, for God to reveal to her the truth of her gender, the truth of who she's going to love in the future. Right. And, uh, and didn't give up on her. And we want to do that for everybody. And there's, there's kids that are just, that, that are in desperate trouble, that um, putting them in a situation where they're, that people are going to make that worse right. um, is, is just not healthy either. And they have malicious intent yep. to make it worse. Yep. Uh, breaking the family unit, indoctrinating them with socialist Marxist ideals to grab power, Defunding the police is actually, I heard this brilliant, I don't know if you watched the David Jeremiah post I posted today, brilliant, you guys, if you want a summation of biblical prophecy of end times in 30 minutes, it's fabulous. But he was explaining how that even the defund the police movement was um, basically an effort to federalize law enforcement so that when they would take over the country, it's all in the hands of the federal government. So by causing chaos at the state and local level, it would eventually abdicate to the feds. Um, and that's one step closer to the global world, the socialist takeover, uh, the communist takeover. Of our yeah, but they didn't want to do it. They didn't want President Trump to do it. No, no. They, they said, no, we don't want you you know, sending your, you know, your thugs here. And then once he's out of power, we need you to send, Biden, we need you to send your thugs here. <laughs> yep. Wait a minute. It's the same people. 
just a different person at the top. So crazy. Uh, let's see. We got a little bit behind here, but uh, I want to yeah. know who the who the the one chick listening on Facebook was. And there's that one chick. I think that's Dixie. Oh, hey Dixie. <laughs> uh, what's up? Uh, that's whole. Uh, well, there's that whole Crusades thing. Wonder where that idea came from. <laughs> well, that's the thing. There's there's extremists. I mean, the KKK. Yep. Nazism. They they defiled the name of what it meant to be a Christian. I mean, even our pastor says all the time, I don't even want to call myself a Christian. It has so many weird connotations right. to it. I'm a yeah. follower of Christ. Yeah. And what and everything that that stands uh, he, for. He causes me now, and this is how I mean. I, I don't. I say I'm a Christ follower. Yeah. It's affected me. Yeah. I, I go, I, like, I hesitate. Like, what am I? Right? <laughs> I don't want to say I'm a Christian. I thought I was a Christian before, and I was obviously not that good at it. And I was not doing what he, what any, that he thought was what a Christian should do. Uh, and so it is tainted even by my, my own flesh. But I don't even want to call myself that. Jan says, oh, did she appreciated me defending Trump. Yes, you did a very nice defense of Trump. Oh, did I? You did. Oh, thank you. Knocked it out of the park. Really? Yes. Wow. Oops. <laughs> Sorry. I got excited there. That's not what Christians do. Right? What we were talking about earlier. Yes. About uh, the madness. And? Heaven help us all. We are commanded to love one another. Absolutely. The most commandment of these. Mm. I feel good. Do you feel good? Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> Anything in particular? <laughs> no, I just feel good that um, that God is working so powerfully um, Amen. Uh, in this this community here, and and I really pray this will be one of my stronger prayers um, is that um, we become the light that California needs. We need to show what a community could do when we stop all the fighting. Amen. Um, we bring Christ into the, in the school board meetings, regardless of the other faiths. And they're, they're you know, I'm, they don't need my permission to do their prayer, wherever, whatever it is they want to do, hold hands and, and have a prayer. But I think inviting God into these, these meetings and, and then reaching across the aisle and allowing him to work in well, these uh, relationships. And so I think similar to wearing a Jesus T-shirt, is that when you invite God, you are also inviting the restrainer. So the mm. Holy Spirit is the restrainer, the comforter and the advocate. So it encourages everyone present to behave mm. as a follower of Christ. And so I am sure each of you, you know, the tone changes, the modus operandi changes because you just called God into the room. And so by doing that, all the spirit-filled believers have suddenly felt the, rest the restrainer has come. So that means we've got to control how we behave because right. you can't lead a meeting with prayer and then start popping off at obscenities at people in the audience. <laughs> I just defiled God's name. You know what I mean? But I, I truly believe those of you that are spirit-filled, you know, will suddenly feel like, you know, this, like, a this, the spirit grabbing and yeah. being like, okay, now you brought me into this behave. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it, I mean, don't we feel that? It's just like, yeah. it's just like when we pray after a meal or something and then we're talking to our kids and you just can't start cursing after doing that. 
The kid's like, wow, what kind of hypocrisy is that right over there? (laughs) (laughs) One of the reasons why we call God into the room. But I also wanted to remind um, people of the scripture that we hear often in relation to how we're watching this transformation in our own city. Uh, 2 Chronicles 7.14, if my people, which are called by my name, humble them, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Hmm. There it is, folks. I love that. Two things. Um, from what I understand, I think they're in Sacramento, they're going through some other vote. Maybe I maybe somehow because sometimes Facebook gets the videos like transposed for some reason. But it, it, Jack was on just a little while ago saying that he's getting ready to leave Sacramento, but they were going to go in maybe till midnight tonight with another vote for um, on the health committee, uh, uh, two, AB two twenty two twenty three Assembly Bill uh, twenty two twenty three uh, Infant Side that uh, he's asked you know, for prayer because I couldn't understand how it passed for three to five. He kept saying it passed with three to five and then later came back on and said, no, there's four votes that still need to be cast, which made more sense to me because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't understand how you win with three yeah. versus five. So now the rest of the assembly, the rest of the members that were not present need to vote. We would like this to end now. If it if this passes this phase, it goes on to another phase. So it's not that we've lost anything yet, but we can end it today. Yes. So it doesn't go forward. So I think that would be the prayer that um, I would ask. Um, I have two prayers. That's one of them for um, it to fail miserably. The the fact that anybody's voting yes on this is just, it's lunacy. And uh, and that's another interesting topic in Aaliyah is that bringing some of these things up. She goes, what's happening? That's not true. I'm I'm telling you. (laughs) And this is the problem. This is the, one of the things that's so important um, to have these shows, to have these opportunities is because there are a lot of people that just don't, they don't know because they don't want to watch the news anymore. They're tired of it, right? Um, which is fine. Uh, and there's or, a completely different narrative on the liberal media. Yeah. And so that was interesting. So let's pray. So uh, Sandy, and Sandy's saying that it just it did just pass the health committee. Uh, so Sandy, are you talking about the second vote? Because Pastor Jack had mentioned that it passed. And then he's like, wait, no, wait a minute. Oh. There's a couple more hours. Yeah, he was just so, on, I think, maybe about an hour ago, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm not sure how, how uh, up to date. So Sandy, just if you have some new updates, that's awesome. It's not what we want to hear. Saying, sadly, it's the latest update. So um, maybe it is. Yeah. They always vote at 3 a.m. That's why I uh, said calm, uh, calm me down because I'm big mad about it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Far from me. Well, let's see what happens tomorrow. The other prayer is... Um, on occasion, I give uh, one of the uh, uh, team members of my son, Kelly, uh, a ride, Jack Bradley. His mom worked with me uh, for 15 years or so. Um, but I really enjoy this kid. He's super nice, very mm-hmm. polite. He thanks me for the rides. And, you know, he is. Yeah, he comes to the door. He's like, is Kelly here? And I'm like, oh, look at you, young man, <laughs> coming to the door saying hello. I was like, you you're a, a they light. Yeah, normally they come to the door, come to the car. No, he's like, yes, is Kelly here? And I'm like, oh, well, you're like from another century. <laughs> Hats that, off, mom. Hats off to Kelly you. And they, they like each other a lot. I, I, I can 
Good but, kid. Uh, so I drop him off. Ten minutes later, I get a phone call. Uh, Jack had his arm broken at practice. Oh, snapped yes. it. The you know to the point where the bone looked like it was ready oh. to, to poke through the skin. Nice. Um, and he just got over an injury to his knee. Really? Uh, yes. So I'm oh. just he's a great defenseman for the lacrosse team when he plays. Uh, he's one of the difference makers. And oh. uh, but on top of that, he's just a great kid. And I love his mom. Her, her and I have been through everything together. Everything. She um, is is just a good mom. She has, you know, these these great kids that she's raised. Um, and uh, but uh, Jack uh, got injured just minutes ago at uh, lacrosse practice. So pray for his healing and that it doesn't uh, have long lasting yes. you know, damage that he has to deal with. That it heals properly and the doctors have the gift Absolutely. of uh, God's God's uh, guidance in helping them uh, heal his arm. So, would you mind praying for those two things? 22, 23, oh, and look for at Jack? You. you just sounded like you did the prayer. No. You, why didn't you do it? Because you're amazing. What? Your prayer is, you You have, people want to hear you pray. Your people, prayers people want to hear you pray. Let's go. <laughs> I'm uh, the leader. Oh, dear Lord. We are so grateful to be your sons and daughters. Thank you for saving us, for redeeming us. Thank you for all that you did for us on the cross. Thank you for today reminding us to keep our eyes on eternity, that you take us through the trials and tribulations of this life so that we could greater appreciate your glory and that you will come with the new Jerusalem, the new heaven, the new earth. There'll be no death. There'll be no crying. There'll be no suffering. There'll be no pain. Oh, glory to you, Lord Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Thank you. And for anyone who doesn't yet know the gospel, Lord, that you will touch their hearts and meet them where they are but you will invite them into a personal relationship with you, regardless of what they publicly profess or do not profess, Lord, that you will meet them where they are. And Lord, as you have asked in your scripture to humble ourselves, to seek your face, to pray, uh, and to repent and to turn from our wicked ways, Lord, we stand in the gap and we ask that you accept our repentance on behalf of our nation, on behalf of our state, our cities, our neighbors, our towns, that we repent of this, this evil notion that it is okay to kill a child, Lord. That I don't know what, what sickness and evil has come into their minds, Lord, but turn their hearts, turn their hearts and send them a dream, send them visions, whisper to their, to their spouses, to their families, mom, dad, how could you do this? This is wrong. Just inspire them to turn, Lord, to repent and to turn and to not wish this curse upon our people and our nation, Lord. And we, we stand in the gap for them. As your sons and daughters, you say, whenever two or more are gathered in your name, you are present. If two or more agree on earth, that you will answer their prayers. And so we ask that you answer us, Lord, and that we bind the enemy and that we loosen your Holy Spirit on this, on this state, Lord, and on those assembly people, that they would have a change of heart. And we pray for Jack, your son, and his mom, uh, Shannon, as she struggles with um, the injury of her son, that you give him a supernatural healing, that you make that bone as if it was new, stronger than it was before, Lord, and that you renew his strength um, immediately and that he's able uh, to start again and pray, play the game that he loves so much um, as soon as possible, Lord. And we ask that you send your, you are Jehovah Rapha. And you are Jehovah Jireh, you are the great provider, the healer, the great physician. And we know there is no ailment that you cannot cure. So we ask for that cure for all of us, Lord, 
for every ailment that we may be suffering from, whether it's mental or it's physical, Lord, that you provide supernatural healing so that we may go forth in victory, Lord, that you have promised us that victory. You have given us our resurrected bodies. And can we just walk that out, Lord? Can we walk out that victory? Uh, we love you. We honor you. We worship you. It's in your holy name, in the matchless name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh. I know, but I love, it. I love it when you pray. <laughs> so good. Oh, thank you. Woo! I love you. I love You're you. All right. Just sorry, I'm looking through these. Um, yeah, Kate uh, brings Hi, up praying, Kate. trusting God to fight this battle against murder of babies. This is, yes. I don't even know why we're even talking about it. Me and Andy have been watching the old movies, uh, the the newer renditions of uh, the the biblical stories and just watching the one on Exodus and Moses, God has moved in miraculous ways. And we see him moving in our lives and in in just our little lives, right? In a miraculous way, but he can move entire nations in a miraculous way. And so we just have to trust and believe that he could do supernatural things to change people's hearts and their ways and um, to heal our land and to bring back righteousness, holiness. And if, may it start with us. May, yep. may it start with us. Uh, I'm going to do something different tonight. I'm going to play the Edify ad that um, we often play, that we always play at the end. Um, but we'll, it, we won't be back. Um, we just, uh, we've already gone for almost an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll play the ad. Uh, make sure you get the Edify app and add it to your apps on your phone to listen to some great Christian um, podcasts. And if you wouldn't mind stopping by our podcast and giving it a like and subscribing, yeah, just subscribe to it. That will do it a lot. Well, my gosh, you just see the growth in our podcast. As we're, we're tripled. So, we Yay, are so thankful, you. so thankful. But we want, you have yeah, we want more people to hear what God has to say. So here's Edify Ad, and then we will see you tomorrow. All right, take care. God bless. God bless. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app.